Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. As Californians find ways to help people in Maui, members of the Bay Area's Asian American and Pacific Islander community are also coming together after the tragic fire in Lahaina last week. That's as the death toll reaches 96 people. KQED's Billy Cruz has more from the Aloha Festival in San Mateo over the weekend. Brent Runyon, a Hawaiian living in the Bay Area, came to the festival to celebrate Polynesian culture and to find ways to help people in Maui. People there are hurting right now. That's what we're looking. We're looking through here, see if there's any other ways we can, you know, donate money and see what we buy things that the proceeds will go towards helping people. But no, I'm sure we'll find it here today. This year's Aloha Festival was both a joyous celebration and a call to action. On one side of the festival, children were learning ukulele chords, while the other side started with a prayer and a moment of silence for Maui. J.D. Puli, one of the event's MCs, has family or ohana in Maui. He wants them and the rest of Hawaii to know the Bay Area is here to support. There's a lot of our community already sending over aid, um, not just financially, but sending over supplies, water, and what have you, so uh, our Maui Ohana can get back, because it's going to be a long rebuilding process. To see Lahaina and what it's now, it's super sad. It touches my heart. Yeah, really, really super sad. It touches my heart. The Pacific Islanders Cultural Association also plans to help in the effort to rebuild Lahaina and other parts of Maui affected by fires. That was KQED reporter Billy Cruz. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 
Thousands of low-income California workers shorted on their paychecks may never recover that money, even when they've won claims with state regulators. As KQED's labor correspondent Farida Javala-Romero reports, one Bay Area county is giving some employers an ultimatum. Pay what you owe or don't do business here. On a recent afternoon in downtown Gilroy, a group wearing green buttons that say Community Outreach pulled a cart full of brochures on the sidewalk. So this is a list of all of the food businesses in Gilroy. They're partnering with the county to visit hundreds of local small businesses serving food to make sure they're up to speed on workplace laws. I have a brochure for you here to give to the owner if you don't mind. At Tempo Kitchen and Bar, Melissa Sanchez with the Fair Workplace Collaborative hands general manager Ricardo Rivas a pamphlet on something called food permit wage theft enforcement and invites him to a free training. Rivas says he'll sign up. There are so many different things involved with between state and county and federal laws, um, especially as far as labor goes. So being able to stay compliant with it, ensure that we are treating our workers here fairly and accordance to the law is definitely a major importance for us. Since 2019, Santa Clara's Food Permit Wage Theft Enforcement Program has leveraged the food permits they issue to help the state with a big problem, recovering money for workers cheated out of their wages, even when a court has ordered their employers to pay. So far, the program has recovered more than $110,000 for workers there. The county's Office of Labor Standards Enforcement comps state records to spot local food retailers with unpaid judgments and tells them to comply or risk losing the permit they need to operate in Santa Clara. It's one county, uh, one specific industry we're talking about here, but it's been very helpful. James Yang is with the state agency tasked with investigating wage theft, the Labor Commissioner's Office. Yang's team deals with employers who don't settle or pay for their violations before a case ends in a court judgment. And that judgment enforcement unit needs all the help it can get. These specific employers, sometimes that come through our office, will do everything they can to avoid these payments. So they start moving property. They start trying to sell, tra- sell or transfer the business, getting rid of real estate, whatever it is. Yang says the unit is pretty effective at clawing back money in cases they can really focus on. But they can't intensively investigate all of the more than 6,000 unpaid judgments referred to them in the last decade. It's impossible to keep up because out of only 22 staff positions they have statewide, roughly half are vacant. Mirna Arana is an immigrant from Guatemala, living in San Leandro now. She works as a house cleaner and has two young kids. Arana says her former employer filed for bankruptcy, and the judgment she won was referred to Yang's team for help about two years ago. But she still hasn't seen any of the wages and overtime pay her old boss owes her. Ha sido un, un tiempo muy este... It's been stressful, hard, she says. The awful experience of feeling exploited at her job inspired her to start her own business cleaning homes. But while she gets enough clients, she still relies on food stamps and worries about how to pay her rent. 
Sí, es como nomás mirar el papel y saber que no... Five years after she first filed her wage claim, she says she's come to feel the judgment in her favor is just a piece of paper. I believe it's a business model. I think they know there's no consequences, and they just don't pay. In Santa Clara County, Ruth Silver Tobe and other workers' rights advocates have pushed for more consequences. They're behind the county's food permit enforcement program, and they've helped convince cities in the county, like Sunnyvale and Milpitas, that it's to their benefit, too, to deny business permits or contracts to employers with unpaid judgments at the labor commissioners. Wage theft is on everyone's uh, radar now, and I do believe that... uh, there's a consensus that it's not acceptable in this county. It's just that we have a lot of work to do still. But already, other counties in California are expressing interest about setting up programs like Santa Clara's to hold more wage thieves accountable. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. And that's the California Report for Monday, August 14th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. The California Healthcare Foundation. Listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the health care system undermines the pursuit of good health. On the web at chcf.org slash lbca. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randadid Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.